Star Wars 7x7 episode 2804. While we have the opportunity to do it, it's time to catch up on High Republic storytelling. There have been a lot of High Republic stories that we haven't yet talked about on the podcast. One of them actually came out in an ebook format last month and isn't going to be in actual physical form until May of this year. It is volume two of the manga series, The Edge of Balance. Punch it. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Boyvod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy and thank you so much for joining me for it. So this is going to be a mostly spoiler-free review of The Edge of Balance Volume 2. There is one little thing that I'm going to spoil which has to do with the fact that there is in the official description of this manga a disruptive unannounced visitor to Banshee, the planet on which most of the action of the Edge Balance takes place. I'm going to tell you who that disruptive unannounced visitor is, but it doesn't necessarily ruin or do you know anything to affect your experience, the plot of the story. But before we get to that, let's establish where we are in High Republic storytelling. Edge of Balance Volume 1 takes place after the events of the Rising Storm because there are references to the Republic Fair on Valo and how things went terribly wrong there, and the Drenger attack on Banshee, but that attack is done, and by the time we get to the Edge of Balance Volume 2, they are you know, still recovering from the events of Volume 1, but the Drengear are done. The Great Progenitor is referenced in it and saying that, yeah, that's not a problem anymore, so the Drengear you know, have moved on. So we're actually beyond you know a couple of story arcs in the High Republic comic series as well. But we are still in phase one of High Republic storytelling, and we are very near the end of phase one of the High Republic because of some of the events of the Fallen Star that overlap within this story. Now, Shima Shinya is, again, a co-writer of The Edge of Balance, but this time, instead of Justina Ireland, who was the Volume 1 co-writer, Daniel Jose Older is the Volume 2 co-writer, and you can see his influence, I mean, just in general, but also very specifically in elements of the story as it's introduced. There are ties to other stories that Daniel Jose Older is working on in other High Republic storytelling. For example, there's a reference to attacks on on the Jedi Temple on Takadana, which happens in the High Republic Adventures comic series, and there is a Nihil who talks about a, a thing that's being planned for an attack on Corellia, and that is a sly reference to the novel Midnight Horizon. That's part of his Wave 3 offerings. And at this point, I feel like there must have been some connection to Trail of Shadows that we were talking about just over the weekend, and I've just missed it somehow. So if you're aware of that, then by all means, let me know in comments at YouTube or on the blog show's homepage at sw7x7.com. Blog show's homepage. I think I meant the blog post for this episode at the show's home at sw7x7.com. Anyway, so yes, the influence of Daniel Jose Older and the other stories with which he is connected can be felt throughout this as well. Now, as I said near the beginning of this, the 
People of Banshee are trying to recover from the events of The Edge of Balance Volume 1, and they are building bunkers at the direction of the Jedi Knight Lily, who is our main character in this, and being assisted by her Padawan Kieran and the younglings as well. But this isn't necessarily going over so well with the farmers on Banshee, who would rather be working on keeping their fields intact and getting back to you know getting the crops ready to go or else you know they won't be able to feed everyone after you know, everything that happened in the edge of balance volume one so there's a little bit of tension there and then the unannounced disruptive visitor shows up and that visitor so i guess if you want to you know skip ahead 30 seconds to a minute <laughs> if you really don't want to know it's you know not a huge big revelation it's not yoda or anything right but here you go, here's your 30 second mark to do it. So the unannounced visitor is Sav Malagan, the Cayuso Jedi who appears in the High Republic Adventures and who was guarding the temple on Takadana. So apparently there's time for Sav to get away from those events. So somehow that happens within that arc. And so our unannounced visitor has a whole different way of looking at the situation in which Lily and the farmers slash refugees on Banshee are dealing with their situation and wants to, in fact, arm all of these farmers and train them to be soldiers. And so, yeah, this is, you know, a little bit strange and not the way that Lily wants to think about things. So this unannounced visitor continues to you know, challenge the way that she approaches her ideas about defending Banshee, including her ideas about you know, defending the temple and what it means to you know, defend someone's or you know, a group of people's way of life. And so naturally there is an incident that then sets other you know, excitement into motion and there is a brief interlude at Starlight Beacon as well. Oh yeah, and another Daniel Jose Older reference. So the younglings end up in something called a rumble race and are very excited that midway through the race they got to pass Master Buckets, which has to be a reference to Torben Buck, AKA Buckets of Blood. So yeah, there's another one for you. And then when the final set of actions break out, well, that disruptive visitor's advice and insight seem to help Lily deal with the situation at hand, which is, you know, just perfect. It's a great callback, great orchestration. I will also say that Older and Shima Shinya have taken a cue from Claudia Gray in her writing of The Fallen Star with the idea that no one is safe and I will just stop right there. I'll also tell you though that the issue ends, the manga ends on a cliffhanger and a heck of a one too. In fact, I really actually wonder, well first of all I'll tell you that yes there will be a volume three of The Edge of Balance. There is no announced release date for it, but where things end, you know, I think about the Fallen Star and how, you know, where that ended, it made it clear that, you know, there's more to come. And so with wave two, or excuse me, with phase two of the High Republic, we are jumping back in time completely. And so we're not going to necessarily revisit where we are at the end of the Fallen Star until we get to phase three, whenever that happens, probably somewhere late 23 or early 24. And as far as Volume 2, The Edge of Balance goes, 
we're basically kind of in the same boat in that the way it ends, you would have to continue the events of phase one. So I actually am wondering <laughs> if this thing is not going to be resolved for you know another year or two when we actually get into phase three storytelling because yeah, that's basically where they cut us off. Now I'll say that I felt like there was a little bit more in Jedi philosophy and a little more challenging Jedi philosophy in the first installment of The Edge of Balance than there was in this one. That's not to say that there wasn't, but it was really more about you know, thinking about the defense of one's way of life, as I was mentioning earlier, as opposed to just broader concepts of Jedi philosophy. And as with the previous installment, it's a slow burn until the action actually happens with, you know, a couple of moments of, ooh, you know, <laughs> that sort of thing. But, you know, maybe a little less meaty in the philosophical department. However, there is also, and this could be, as Yoda put it, you know, only what you bring with you, right? This could be part of what I brought into <laughs> the storytelling table as I was reading it. But there was a pervasive sense of dread, basically. I mean, you learn that there is one resident on Banshee who is actually sort of undercover for the Nile. You find that out at the end of Volume 1 of The Edge of Balance, and that definitely comes into play in Volume 2 and in a really sad way. And as you read the interlude on Starlight Beacon, there's a moment of wondering about <laughs> whether the people who were meeting on Starlight Beacon at the time are going to be involved in Starlight Beacon when all the horrible stuff that happens in the fallen star goes down. And so, yeah, you carry those moments of dread with you as you move through the story if you have been involving yourself in other High Republic storytelling. And in line with Daniel Jose Older's bit about everything is something, I even had moments where that disruptive unannounced visitor, I was wondering if that person actually was who they thought it was on Banshee. And yeah, the moments where I was thinking like, oh no, this is actually like another Nile plant or something like that. Yeah, that kind of dread carrying through as well. Ultimately, I did enjoy the read, and it does have kind of an Empire Strikes Backy feel in that there is some, you know, major action toward the end of it, but there's a lot of unfinished business as well. And this particular volume also doesn't have a side story. So the first volume had a Meet the Bansheans kind of side story at the end of volume one. So there was like the main volume one story, and then there was this little Meet the Bansheans side story to it. And the Bansheans, the native Bansheans, are are these little creatures that look very much like the implementation of Star Wars Angry Birds as we talked about way back when. This time there is just an art of the Star Wars The High Republic The Edge of Balance which was really very cool to look at as well. So you know think of it as sort of you know the art of books by Abrams that are all awesome. Well you get a little taste of that in the back of this as well. And so there you have it. That is my mostly non-spoiler review of The Edge of Balance Volume 2. And thank you to Viz Media for sharing an ebook version of it with me. I really appreciate it. And I hope you've enjoyed this look at it. We'll dig a little deeper in subsequent episodes here. But for now, that is going to do it for today's show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. 
7x7 is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, other respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger. Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.